Yeah, man. All right. What's going on? How's it going there, Mike? Some Tracy Chapman. Oh, yeah. That was groovy. Hell yeah. Great, great tune. <laughs> yeah, man. Good times. Great oldies, I like to say. Great oldies, yeah. <laughs> she is an oldie now, huh? I was listening to the classic rock station yesterday, and they played Red Hot Chili Peppers. And they said, another classic. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm old. Oh. And Sublime. Oh, it's all Dude, on Dude, they'll bust out like Sanria. Absolutely. Pearl Jam's yeah. been on the classic rock station for at least 20 years, man. They beat everyone to the punch. Yeah, you're right. They're all on there. We're talking music that was made 35 years ago. That's a long time. <laughs> Man, you know, I was uh, I did some uh, work for the Milanos. Oh yeah, yesterday, and uh, I was just talking to Joe, dude. Their wedding was t- like twenty five years ago. Wow, man! All right, isn't that crazy? Oh yeah, I know you remember that wedding. Yes, I do. It was uh, iconic, to say the yeah. least. Very large, one of the largest ones I've ever been to. Hundreds of people. And it was like a time of our life where, like, everybody in our family, every year there was, like, three, four weddings, communions. Every month there was something to go to. Yes, there were a lot of weddings th- during that stretch. I'm sure it was expensive and stressful for many families. Uh, but good times. Everyone got to uh, see each other and party. And Italian weddings, man, always a lot of fun. Lots of fun. You know, the people, they, uh, they want to drink and eat hearty and dance and have a good time. That's what they're all about, man. Yeah. So I went to a Chilean wedding not too long ago, earlier in the summer. Those people, they start dancing and just don't stop. They'll be like standing in line for cheese and crackers, and they're just dancing in line. You know, like, not really moving, but just dancing. They're just constantly dancing. dancing. Yeah, just kind of like swaying. Not even swaying. White dudes sway. <clears throat> these, these people, they dance, man. They, like, they yeah. move their hips in exotic ways. It's really wild stuff. Oh, yeah. Chilean, they're the ones with like the pipes, those little pipe flutes. <laughs> what, like, like Peter Pan? What are you talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Little pipe wooden. Uh, uh, I think I'm thinking of the Peruvians. Yeah, it's Peruvians. It might be the Peruvians. The Peruvians Almost... got those like little wood <laughs> things that are like, you know, yeah, in I... ascending order. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen those before. You know? Kind of, yeah. It's almost. Uh... Like a didgeridoo? No, I'm thinking of something else. No, no, it's like you got like you know like six or seven like tubes. If you had like different size, yeah, like eight tiny sizes. didgeridoos that you could fit in your hand, all linked up, and then you uh, you blow into them. I think you gotta forget about the didgeridoos throwing me off. So I just like the to use the word didgeridoo whenever I can. It's a great word. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look into this instrument. It sounds awesome. Uh, I feel like I've seen it before. I knew a Peruvian fella for many years and played music with him, and he... Did he ever play a flute? He always brought in exotic, extreme, weird, unique instruments from that area of the, country, of the world, so uh, I kind of have a slight image in my mind of some sort of Peruvian-like flute-type instrument made of wood. Uh, strung together with some sort of bamboo-like stuff. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't have a word in my head for it. But I don't know. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, we're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> totally dumb, dude. That's the best part about it, man. But, but a Chilean wedding, man, that's... Uh, uh, I want to say they were Chilean, uh... I'm pretty sure. We had an opportunity to maybe go down there for it. Uh, according to legend, their weddings go all night long. Like, it's like a multi-day affair where they just are dancing and partying nonstop. Yeah, that means it's a very poor country. Yes. That's like one fact that is for poor people party for days. They do, dude. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> It's the truth, yeah. Rich people have nice homes they want to go home to. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, uh, speaking of uh, foreign countries and bizarre traditions, man, uh, 
I know you're a big tennis fan, Mike, so I felt like I didn't need to go into too much detail with you uh, about what happened, but you know Djokovic just won the Australian Open. Australia, yeah, dude. They fucking... Yo, that's why they didn't want him in there. Because he was going to win. He was going to win. He, it... <laughs> he won, and then you guys didn't let him in, so he lost for two years. And then you let him back in, and he won again. And I didn't clip anything for it, but it just kind of popped up when I was doing clips today. I'm like, oh, wow. They literally banned that dude because of not getting the vaccine. They finally lift the restrictions. This dude shows up and just crushes everybody. Of course he did. That's fantastic. That's why I'm cheering for guys like him well, that, and Aaron Rodgers. Dude, of course, and you know why he Irving. won? He's playing against a bunch of vaxxed guys. Exactly. They all have myocarditis. They can't breathe as fast, <laughs> and they're having heart attacks. They're a little slower. Just a little. <laughs> when your heart enlarges just a little bit, you move a little bit slower. That's how it works. Yeah. It's great. Great for the unvaxxed. Do you think we could enter a world where they have to split competitions between vaxxed and unvaxxed? Oh, oh man. God. Because the vaxxed have like a supreme advantage. <laughs> oh, that's cruel. There's going to be an asterisk next to your name. It's going to be like just like your steroids. <laughs> Isn't it though true that like when you try out for sports, especially in the younger arenas, high school college level you do get these physicals and if you have an enlarged heart let's say induced from the vaccine you could actually be not allowed right to play or participate or compete i think that's well i think they look at your heart they take a good look and if it says made by pfizer then they let you play <laughs> that's right <laughs> brought to you by pfizer <laughs> oh man they're in serious damage control right now. Uh, that is interesting. I wonder. Uh, probably not because there have been a lot of reports where, like, they have caught inflamed hearts, but then they they do go away. <clears throat> they go away, but that, that's that's Pfizer's number one argument is that you will get this myocarditis. You will have an enlarged heart, but it's going to go away, and you're going to be fine. Just don't do anything strenuous for a couple weeks. <laughs> From what I do understand, and I know very little, but. I have read and heard that with the myocarditis comes the scar tissue, which is forever, and that is what shortens your lifespan. Yeah. But, Frank, come on. We won't know that for another 30 years. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> How many elections we have in between now and then? Oh, man. They're eventually just going to steal it all, and it's a uniparty at this point. I really do feel like they they all work for Pfizer and Big Oil. You know what I'm saying? They're all on the same team. Absolutely. I'm getting that vibe at this point. Absolutely. They're not coming to Nona's house for uh, Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's right. Who do you think they're going to see at their parties? (laughs) Right? Dude, uh, so... Friday was occurring, and uh, I was just like, man, there's so much shit going on. And uh, I kept kind of like uh, wanting to harp in on the vaccine stuff. I'm like, this is crazy. Uh, there's no way they're going to cover this up with the Pfizer dude on the grinder date who just admitted that they're just creating variants. You know, this thing got that video uh, was viewed two, 20 million times, and then YouTube banned it. Right? So, like, uh, this was getting seen, and the mainstream media is trying to bury it, but I, I do think a lot of stuff about the vaccines are coming out, and they just can't stop it anymore. It's almost <clears> as <throat> if there's nothing they could do to distract us whatsoever. Well, I, was try- I couldn't yeah, find too much info on it, but I did see, uh, you know what's interesting? There's a, 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 apparently there's a lawsuit that got uh, filed against the FDA. Really? So you know how there's protection. You can't sue Pfizer. You can't sue Moderna. You can't sue any of these companies, right? That's right. Apparently, there's no protection against suing the FDA. All right. So they're going to sue the FDA for clearing the vaccine. Because the FDA was supposed to verify these studies and everything that apparently never even happened. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a new one, and I like that. 
I'm a big it's fan a good... of holding the FDA accountable for this one. Sounds good to me. Somebody needs to be held accountable. We got to get a scapegoat. I really, truly thought it was going to be Mr. First Pitch opening day. Nah, he's, he's home free. That rat bastard. All right, so, uh, well, we need a distraction, Mike, and there's only one way to do it, and I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. New video just released showing an intruder breaking into the home of then House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, attacking yeah! her husband with a hammer. <laughs> ABC's Matt Rivers shows us the footage, and we want to warn you, some may find it disturbing. Oh, it's graphic, baby. This morning, horrific video showing the brutal attack on Paul Pelosi. Body camera from San Francisco police released to the public for the first time. Surveillance video capturing the moment authorities say suspect David DePap broke into the Pelosi home, smashing a patio door with a hammer multiple times. Upon going inside, he finds Paul Pelosi in bed, describing what he said to San Francisco police in a newly released interview. I kind of told him that I'm like looking for Nancy Pelosi. And um, he's like, she's not here. The then House Speaker Nancy Pelosi not home at the time of the break-in. Her husband Paul able to grab his phone in the bathroom and call 911. This gentleman just uh, came into the house uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. Zero, two, and so, uh, four, and 40, anyway, he's on the phone. Do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. Hi, hey guys. how you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. This is the cops opening the door, and it's Pelosi in his underwear with a uh, gin and tonic in his left hand. His right hand <laughs> is on the hammer, and Mr. DePappy is also holding the hammer. He has a drink in his hand, for real? Yes, I implore everyone to check out the video footage. It's crystal clear that miraculously with a gin and tonic in his left hand and his hammer on the right hand, Paul Pelosi opened the door to invite the police in. I'm not making any of this up. This is exactly what unfolds in this video. So with, I can, with what I can only presume to be his penis, he opens the door. He erected his own, his own dick to the door handle, opened the door handle. Through his underwear. Yeah, he probably opened the door and then grabbed the drink. Like, <laughs> put it down, opened the door, grabbed it to get back up. Well, to each his own as to how he opened this door, okay? I like <laughs> to imagine. By the way, <laughs> he was pretty close to shirt cocking in this scenario. Mike, you know me, I'm a huge fan of the shirt cock. So, uh, oh, yeah, very close. And I see a huge opportunity. Oh, man, you should learn how to live, man. You need to shirt cock. He needs a uh, the uh, cock scarf actually to stay warm if he's gonna be shirt cocking like that. You know, <laughs> uh, that's why he didn't shirt cock. Didn't have the proper attire. If he was wearing a cock scarf, he maybe would have been able to apprehend the perpetrator in real time, right? Just whip off uh, that scarf, and uh, well, we'll we'll let this play out here. So it, this is with the cock scarf, your cock could have faked for the doorknob, but really <laughs> taking off the scarf choked the perp. You know, we're entering the world of cock magic here. Uh, this is really good stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, what we have here, what's unfolding is the door opens magically. We'll just uh, we'll agree to disagree with how this door opens. And then yes. in the frame here from the body cam is Paul Pelosi drink in hand on the left and then his right hand holding the hammer with Mr. Uh, DePappy. Anyway, do, you know, do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. Hi, uh, how you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on right now? We're freezing the video here because what happens next is too graphic to show. Suspect David DePap and Paul Pelosi wrestling over a hammer until DePap grabs it and uses it to hit Pelosi's head, fracturing his skull. Police rush in, tackling the suspect. And in that interview with police after the attack, DePap describing what he'd planned to do with Nancy Pelosi. I was going to basically hold her hostage and I was going to talk to her and basically tell her what I do. And and hold her hostage and do what? And talk to her. And she told the truth, I'd let her go scot free. Right. I, that was gonna break the I mean, I'm not trying to like, get away with it, so, you know, I know exactly what I did. Authorities say DePap was on a suicide mission. He has pleaded not guilty to state and federal charges. 
Now, Nancy <laughs> Pelosi says she has not seen this video and has no plans to watch it, saying viewing it would be too painful. She also says her husband continues to recover, but is likely at least three months away from a full recovery. Oh! The pappy. Too painful to watch. Yeah, way too painful. You know, this bitch is watching videos of them droning children in the Middle East. <laughs> it was, uh, she just didn't have time to watch it. She was watching, uh, the Google stock shares plummet after she sold them off, uh, three weeks ago. Uh, I don't oh, know if you, uh, shit, is that real? Yeah, she sold, like, a ton of Google stock three weeks ago, and now Google is, uh, getting sued. Wow, coincidence? This freaking lady, man, she always makes the... I, if you want financial advice, just follow the uh, whatever the Pelosi's do. Oh, absolutely. And Pepe, you know you were going to play with those tits when you had her hostage. Why are you lying? <laughs> Stop lying. We know the whole reason you were there was to see if they were real. Come on, that man. Was, that, well, that's what he said. Was she going to tell the truth or is she going to lie? <laughs> I want to know those tits are real. Because <laughs> right now, the only thing that looks real is your neck. <laughs> so we had the the tire boy, uh, the, the guy tire, he got beaten <laughs> down. And then we have the tire. Uh, tire I can't think of it. T-Ray? T-Ray uh, got beaten by the cops, so that video was being released, and then the Pfizer dude got busted on the grinder date, admitting that they're basically creating variants to kill people so they could sell vaccines, and so they gotta drop the Pelosi video. Did you watch it? No. Uh, a little bit. It really looks kind of staged, man. Uh, it looks very fake. It's weird. It is super bizarre. None of it seems real. It's like a bad deep fake. Nah, I don't know. Oh, maybe. It looks <laughs> heavily edited. Heavily edited, indeed. I'm thinking they added the shorts on afterwards because original reports were that DePappy himself was also in his underwear. Was he cock... <laughs> shirt shirt, shirt cock? Yeah, he was shirt cocking, man. Absolutely. I'd like to believe yeah. everybody in this scenario was shirt cocking. Uh, did it was weird how <laughs> yeah they showed video, video of him breaking in and I thought that was fake too. It was a little weird, a little weird. Only because yeah, the- it was almost <laughs> it was almost like you guys shot the footage after the fact to make the video yes. fit the. Absolutely, yeah. the glass area where he broke in in the back. The glass is shattered outward. <laughs> yeah, it does, that really... Which really uh, appears as if someone was trying to break out. Uh, I have some... I've always believed that they set this up. They set up Mr. DePappy. He was there to do some sort of male prostitution thing with some drugs, you know, combined into it. And then he realized probably he was in a scenario that he couldn't control. Tried to escape out the back. He was restrained by whatever third party is in the room that opens this door. And then the cops are there. This door opens. <laughs> and un- and then this bizarre scenario with DePap and uh, the, uh, the Paul Biden, or uh, Paul Biden, Paul Pelosi with his drink in his hand. It's crazy. Oh, what if Hunter Biden was there? What if the third guy was Hunter? Uh, who brought the coke? He, yeah, he was the one shorting him on the uh, crack cocaine. <laughs> Classic. Or hunter. it was an underage girl. I still contend the uh, DUI incident with Paul Pelosi months before this uh, situation. He, right, it was speculated there was a passenger. I believe it was a dude. Yeah, could, maybe it was DePap. Maybe it was Mr. Pappy. Uh, I think uh, potentially it was an underaged fella. Probably, yeah. The elites, if I'm to understand them at this point, when they go for their prostitutes, they tend to err on the younger side. For sure. DePappy is kind of a weird one. He's this, like, big, hairy, fat idiot. Uh, I don't think he was there for anything gay or anything like that, dude. I think it was just drugs. Probably drugs, and then 
maybe last minute he realized he was set up or in a situation that he was going to be set up. Maybe. I definitely it's it's a weird story. Still doesn't make sense even with the video. Like, why were you guys standing there holding the hammer together? <laughs> fucking image especially with the drink in the left hand that one gets me the most this fucking (laughs) drink were you guys like in the living room holding the hammer and then you walked together to the door holding the hammer yeah or (laughs) did he come up to you at the door and you grabbed it you know what i mean like you know it really this is what it looks like it looks like right before the cops walk up paul pelosi hands him the hammer he's like okay now, wait till they say something, and then you're going to pretend to hit me, okay? And then he opens the door, and then they that's when the scene unfolds. It really looks like they were just, like, kind of plotting it out. Oh, God, this guy had no idea what was going on. He was just, Paul Pelosi was just like, hey, David, uh, you mind opening the door? And then right as he reached for the door, he's like, hey, catch! And it was the hammer. It's the hammer. Just hold this hammer for a second. And he grabs it and opens Oh, man. Because why wouldn't you let go of the, the hammer? And run in, like, just run to the cops. And then all of a sudden, DePappy's standing there with the hammer, and he sees the cops, and he goes, holy shit, I've been set up. So he attacks Pelosi. Yeah, it's, uh... It doesn't even look like he attacks him. It kind of looks like he's running away, (laughs) Or just trying to get away. Trying to get away. And maybe the real footage is he runs away and attempts to break out that window in the back. Oh, good call. Because, dude, it doesn't really look like he hits him. You can't no. never see him hit no, him. No, they don't show him attacking him. So maybe what really unfolds is he runs, pushes Pelosi he out of the way. probably just knocked him over yes. and hit his head on the ground. Attempts to break out the back with the window, which is why the shattered glass originally looked like it was exploded outward from the, the uh, home. Right? If you're banging into glass, the glass is going to break inward is my assumption. I don't know. I guess not if it's double pane. So if you have like a double pane glass, you're going to break the outer layer, what they're saying, and like a lot of that is going to fall on the outside until you break the inner layer. Sure. I'm still thinking, I'm rolling with my theory here that he tried to break out and then they framed this whole story backwards. You know, they kind of went backwards with it. So, And then how easily is it to uh, doctor up some fucking footage of him... Oh, dude, he smashed out the window, and then he climbed out backwards and walked away backwards because they're pointing a gun at him. Yes. But then you play the clip in reverse, uh, that's and it, it looks like he's breaking into the... Hey-o! <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much CSI at this point, all right? We, I think we can, we're just cracking crimes here. <laughs> we're just a little dumber. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, it's a very bizarre video. Nothing about it makes any sense. Even the, it's as if they came up with the lie right at the last minute, and everything since then has been just a backfill, just to try and fill in the cracks and make sure it kind of makes sense on some, you know, superficial way. Yeah, just sellable. And you just sit here and think about it for five seconds. You're like, none of this makes sense. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of questions. My first question is <clears throat> you originally framed this DePappy fella as a MAGA crazed ultra you know lunatic. Yeah, from gonna, Berkeley. <laughs> you know, like a Jan 6th guy, and uh all of a sudden now you still haven't really answered like who is he, why was he there? He's kind of a liberal, but he hates Pelosi all of a sudden. None of it makes sense. Super weird shit. I'm I love that we got this bizarre video footage it was definitely meant to distract people i believe but honestly dude do you think the media thought that they were right on with the hype train with the the tire nickels uh situation and they really believed they were just geared up and gonna have the night of or the weekend of violence that they were getting all through 2020 and maybe this time around just no one bit 
Yeah, I think they really underestimated how, like, the black-on-black thing really nobody cares. And maybe they dumped the Pelosi thing to, like, soften the blow because they really believed. I'm at the point where the media, after being exposed to so much Chris Cuomo, I'm believing it's mostly a bunch of Chris Chris Cuomo's out there (laughs) reporting the news. So they're all slightly right of center. (laughs) Exactly, and definitely slightly right of retarded. And I feel like for sure... And not owned by China at all, (laughs) as they call their podcast the CCP. (laughs) I absolutely think that, like, people report the news without ever really thinking about what they're saying. Yeah, I think they're all just, um, what's his name from Anchorman? Yeah, they're Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yeah. Ron, they just read the teleprompter. Ron Burgundy. They are all Ron Burgundy. They're just reading it, and then they go home. They, you know, they don't... How could you process it, really? You need to just read it without thinking about it, because you're mostly reciting kind of horrific shit all the time. And you're more focused on the pre- presentation of the words, not the words. Somebody else's job is to write the words. Your job is to present them. Your job is to look good. Yeah. <laughs> and not think about yeah, you it. You said it, not me. <laughs> it's the truth, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, crazy stuff, man. Uh, Paul Pelosi body cam footage. Highlight of my week this week, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. Unexpected treat. I thought it was an unexpected treat. I love the whole story. I've been a big fan of it since day one. The you know the underwear, the name DePappy, but now it's DePape. Uh, MAGA guy. <laughs> now he's a liberal dude. He was a gay prostitute. Now he's just a drug dealer. Uh, it's just so many beautiful changes and alterations, and it's just the obvious. It's maybe the most obvious story throughout all the bullshit that, wow, we are truly just fed theater. Nonstop, yeah. total theater. These are actors. There are script writers behind the scenes and directors and everything, top to bottom, is a goddamn act. And they are performing it for us, and they think we're idiots. And we are. And we're soaking it up, man, and it's great stuff. That's the problem. Everybody keeps... Soaking it up day after day. Come watch the dude, man. <laughs> What's crazy is I don't even think it's people writing this shit anymore. I believe the cat is out of the bag. I'm not too sure how caught up you are on the chat GPT. Is that what it is? Is that how you say it? Not caught up. Dude, he's about to take my job. I, that's They're taking everybody's job, and they're probably already... <laughs> I imagine they're already writing the scripts for CNN and MSNBC and, you know, the readout and all these bullshit shows the, the it's all AI at this point, or the AI could probably write better, uh, late night programming yeah, I was for say, these dude, shows. Somebody needs to give this thing to uh, Seth Meyers. Oh dude, I did catch a little <clears throat> Seth, uh, his last episode. He was trying to tie in the document thing with Pence and, uh, Biden Trump. And he was making fun of Trump. And I got to say, you were right. There's a bit of a sadness in Seth's voice. In his voice? Dude, there is a (laughs) deep depression in his hairline. That hair is ridiculous, bro. Give it up, man. This forest has been harvested. Can't replant it anymore. Give it up. <laughs> That's what's making him look so insane is that he's got these like crazy hair plugs. This like weird hair plug hairline. I don't know. Are you thinking he just didn't go for the full tamale? Like he, he, he didn't <laughs> he didn't put he the has, big bucks behind he, it? He's too bald. That's the problem. Dude, look how weird like come on, tell me tell me he doesn't look weird. I was admiring the directional, the multi-directional aspect to the way he was combing it. And uh, to me... And and it's only so (laughs) noticeable because you literally are making fun of Donald Trump's hair. That is what gets me. uh, He even did it in this episode. uh, This is Fridays. He pokes fun at the way Trump looks. And 
not too far off, Seth. Because <laughs> you know? you're making fun of Donald Trump, like, struggling with the reality of his aging appearance. Look in the mirror, buddy. You have the worst fake tan. You have hair plugs that aren't even lined up anymore. Like, that's how bald you are, you know? It appears he's doing some of the same finesse techniques Trump has been uh, working with over the last several decades. Trump famously and admittedly was one of the first people to get these plug implants back in the late 80s or whatever. And uh, I believe there's like a court case where he was so enraged with how painful it was that he uh, like abused or raped uh, his wife or something like that. It was like so over the top. Uh, But uh, my point being... He's got that scar from it. Yeah, he, he was one of the first people to do this. And then you are saying, Mike, as someone who uh, has dealt with hair loss, you're saying this guy clearly is going through hair loss and he's obviously done the hair plug thing, which is exactly what Trump did. And he's making fun of Trump for doing it. Yeah. The only difference is you did it 20 years after him. So it was a better. It's better, right? The technology's there. I mean, I see advertisements no, for dude, several look at different his hairline. <laughs> look at his hairline. The problem is they f- you can tell they keep filling it in. But as it's receding, you, you know what I mean? Now it's becoming more and more noticeable. I think it's receding uh, faster and faster. What, what I'm seeing, I f- there's like what Jude Law, I feel like, maybe did it where he has it's like a, I am bald-ish, but I plugged it to be not fully bald. But I have accepted the balding look. Does that make sense? To uh, plug uh, it in that way? I don't way? know who Jude Law is. Okay, I just I've seen some uh, several actors who are kind of uh, maybe embracing the the receding look, but they, you know, what I'm saying they're plugging it in yeah. to to have the oh, receding yeah. look, which I feel like if you're gonna do it, that's probably the way to go. You don't want to go all in and create like a super crow's nest. <laughs> you know? That's probably really expensive. Just go natural. What about like Elon Musk, dude? He has a full set of hair. He looks fantastic with it, right? I, I promise you there's going to be problems. And you know what? The, the reason they fool you a lot of times is because, the, you know, they, a lot of times it looks really bad, but then they put that powder in their hair every day. That like, it, like, clings to the hair, and it makes it look real thick. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's this whole process. Well, I, I was checking it out because you mentioned Seth. I uh, did a little dig. Didn't like what I saw. I felt bad for the guy. <laughs> He didn't look like he was enjoying himself making fun of Trump again. It was kind of weird, too. We're in 2023, and he was doing a segment that really felt like it was out of 2021. Yeah, the guy hasn't been president for two years. I know. The guy's been out of office so long, his two-year suspension is over. That's right. He's back in the metaverse. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. It's so stupid. You guys, are, you guys never stop talking about him. No, they are. Uh, he's living rent-free in the entire left's head. It's pretty weird. Did you see the last, uh, what was that, the Iowa poll? No, I did not DeSantis, see this. No. DeS- or New Hampshire, I think it was. And DeSantis was up like 47 to Trump's 36. Wow. All right. Yeah. DeSantis, th- dude, you're going to see a DeSantis Pritzker. They're going to battle uh, each other. In... Uh, it's going to be a battle of the FGs, the fat govs. Battle of the fat govs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in on that. That sounds like such a sweaty contest. I'm really into it, man. Oh, yeah, we should make them fight to the death. <laughs> So are you uh, claiming then, definitively at this point, Gavin Newsom, out for the count? Yeah, dude, he can't hold a candle to Pritzker. Dude, look, Pritzker's going after uh, everything that DeSantis is doing, except he's not looking like a dick like (laughs) Newsom is. Newsom just rubs everyone the wrong way. Newsom, the problem wasn't that you locked everybody down and then got caught at a restaurant. The problem is he got caught at a restaurant called the French Laundry, which no <laughs> normal person knows about or would ever go to. And, you you, know? and your table dropped like a $14,000 wine bill, man. <laughs> like, 
It was so <laughs> offensive. The whole thing was so offensive to everybody. So offensive. I don't even live in your state and you offended me. Like only the wait staff was wearing masks. All the <laughs> know, hell. Dude, every element was so disgusting, man. It was so elitist. It was gross. You're never coming back from that. Never. You know? You're never gonna be the every man after that. I don't care how many unbutton how many buttons you unbuttoned on your collar shirt. <laughs> That's right. I haven't seen you Gavin know? wear a tie in two years. It's unbelievable. He rolls up the sleeve. <laughs> Dude, if, okay, you can roll up the sleeves all you want, but if the shirt costs you four hundred fifty dollars, you can't relate to me. <laughs> so the only pants I ever bought that were a hundred dollars. Are the ones I wear to work because they got these extra pa- pockets They're made out of material that doesn't melt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I like your prediction. I personally would love to see a DeSantis Pritzker. You know what? Our national elections should come down to people who are, have experience running local places and, uh, you know, state governments and stuff. I think that's where we should be getting our stuff. No more reality TV stars. I hate to say it. Yeah, let's let's. And Newsom, you pretty much are. He, reality and that's what I'm saying. Gavin Newsom. Oh, is and you know what? Star. You know what? A good sign is you know who is totally out of kind of like I haven't heard any left winger talk about him in recent months, and I have a feeling it's because the LGBTQ thing is dead. The sandwich community. Pol- Polis, dude. Oh, he's been totally out of the discussion lately, and I think that I think the left is starting to lean away from the LGBTQ. I actually have been feeling that as well. Uh, not about Polis. You, I just noticed it now. Uh, you've cropped it in my head. He has been out of the limelight. And you are right on the money. I watched Bill Maher this uh, past Friday. Man, did they do a number on the LGBT uh, BLT sandwich community. He really... I, I The crowd, again, the crowd reactions, what gets me, Bill Maher is really slamming that community and especially the drag stuff and the drag shows for kids and all that nonsense. Oh, good. And the audience is in support of it. They're cheering him on. So I think you're right on the money. Uh, This stuff is... uh, Tim Ryan was one of his guests on his panel who lost his election. Uh, I can't remember what, say, Pennsylvania or something like that. Uh, I think Congress member or something. And he... He was admitted, uh, admitting it that the woke, the embracing of the woke culture by the left has been its, uh, its destruction. Yeah, absolutely. Especially to like the working class people. It's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, I'm hoping you were right. I think everybody should be embraceful of everyone. Uh, look, the Republicans have been embracing gay candidates for decades. Look at Lindsey Graham. Right? Uh, <laughs> no one should hide from including anybody in their. Dude, he's an L, a G, and a B. He's, I don't know what that guy is. Lindsey Graham is all the letters, man. You know? And props <laughs> to the Republicans for having him up on the stage and not saying, not making a big deal of it. You know? They got their own game. Who's, who's that other closeted one? Newt, Newt Gingrich? Yeah, Gingrich. And, uh, you know, we got the other guy now who's all up in the news, Santos, man. Right? Everybody hates that oh, guy. Oh, yeah, he's the, he's the cross-dresser. <laughs> That's right. See? To be fair, I don't think he sucks dick. He just likes to dress like a woman. <laughs> Mike Pence, now that's a closeted <laughs> if I ever see one. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, only because I totally support... The conspiracy theory that Mike Pence and his wife are indeed clones of each other. They are the same person thing, and they're from the future. That's uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Michelle Obama gets called a man all the time, and I'm not going to argue for or against. I truly don't know. Same thing with Pence's wife, dude. Come on. (laughs) I think there's no argument when it comes to Big Mike. (laughs) I mean, if we're talking Big Mike, then, I mean, we know we're talking about a a fella here. We could drop the lady from lady I, I, fella I'm, and just go straight fella. I'm going to go 50. I'm 50 50 on that one. I don't know. She might be. I did. Uh, <laughs> you do see a lot of pictures with like these trannies. Like the big thing is the way people stand. 
That's right. Like, yeah. Wom- women tend to stand with their feet together, and men mm-hmm. tend to stand with their feet apart. It's oh, just yeah. like a natural thing. And dude, Big Mike gets a lot of pictures with his fucking feet apart. But to be fair, she has a, a wide body. Very wide body, very, and very rumor very has it, uh, Michelle Obama huge testicles. That's just uh, what everybody. Uh, well, <laughs> that's what everybody talks about. Yeah, I mean, that's the largest balls. Man or woman, man or woman, they are huge. So. We're, we're talking just massive gonads here. All right, so <laughs> yeah, she was gonads or just nads. We'll go with nads. <laughs> Plus, I believe Barry. That's all he likes, you know. Barry Sotero. He loves the the large fella, uh, the bears, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> the funniest thing I ever heard is uh, like, <laughs> he's gay. <laughs> he's gay, but only only on cocaine, so it doesn't count. <laughs> there is some dude who testified that he participated in co- doing coke and crack and blowing. Barack Obama. On numerous occasions. This has gone down in the public. You could, like, YouTube it. It's out there. Yeah. And everybody just kind of pretends like it doesn't exist. Yeah. So, are we all all in agreement then, that YouTube chose not to take it down because it's true, and therefore it's truth? That Barry Sotero was a fella who was doing dudes and blowing crack? Yeah, he definitely does it. Come on. Then he's got to be somewhere on one of uh, Hunter's laptops, right? He has to be in there in his underwear, uh, right? Oh, you think he's watching his daughter? <laughs> oh, man. I wasn't going to go down that road, but I was thinking just maybe he's in one of those pictures, hanging out with Hunter, you know, having a guy's you know, night Frank, out. I'd just like to be in the room to make sure <laughs> that the cocaine is pure. Well, if you're sitting at home right now wondering how do the dudes come up with this fantastical, incredible content, it's through uh, AI technology, believe it or not. We're not real. (laughs) We're actually robots created by Elon Musk himself. I uh, stumbled across a pretty interesting clip, Mike, on CBS just going into the AI uh, technology that's hit the scene uh, this week. It's called ChatGPT, which is just about the clunkiest name ever. Oh, Want to know what it stands for? Generative pre-trained transformer. Well, that's helpful. Point is, ChatGPT can write anything. Letters, song lyrics, research papers, recipes, therapy sessions, poems, essays, outlines, even software code. Within five days, over a million people were using this thing. Then Microsoft announced it would build it right into Microsoft Word. And then the first books written by ChatGPT have already been published. Well, self-published by people. I think this is huge. I wouldn't be surprised 50 years from now people look back and say, wow, that was a really seminal set of inventions that happened in the early 2020s. Eric Brynjolfsson is a Stanford professor and director of Stanford's Digital Economy Lab. Most of the U.S. economy is knowledge and information work, and that's who's going to be most squarely affected by this. I would put people like uh, lawyers right at the top of the list, obviously a lot of copywriters, um, screenwriters, but I like to use the word affected. Not- it's the media and lawyers. That's why everyone's freaking out about this, dude. <laughs> you, do you hear about all the plumbers who are freaking out about AI? How about all those carpenters? You hear about the carpenters union? They're just totally losing their minds over AI technology, man. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking it's funny that this comes out and then now you have thousands of layoffs. Yes, absolutely, Uh, dude. Tens of thousands of layoffs across all tech companies. Because you know why? This robot will do your job and I don't have to buy him three $5 Frappuccinos every day. You know? Oh, dude, you know what's great about this uh, robot is he doesn't work from home. He works right here at the office, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> and he doesn't demand Juneteenth off. <laughs> yeah, four-day work week. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not, this robot isn't demanding the four-day work week or to work from home from their pajamas. No, they're going to come in right at the office all day long and do whatever the hell we want them to do. Just work. Just work, man. I don't need to buy him a beanbag chair or nothing.
I read an article this morning about the first fully automated McDonald's opened up in Texas. It's totally robotic and AI based. There are no people operating it. And, oh my uh, God! Please bring that to the south side of Chicago. Please <laughs> bring that. They're to testing Chicago. it, and so far it is very efficient. It works very well. I think you need a couple people there just to maintenance things and make sure things don't go haywire. But uh, you know, troubleshoot. But it, that's you just—it's conveyor belts and touch screens, man. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Absolutely. The people at McDonald's are so fucking miserable. Just the worst. I've been Most saying this people. for the last two years. I've been saying this. Do you know what people you people are going to get when you demand $15 an hour minimum wage and to work from home four days a week? You're going to get no job. And no what job. these companies are going to do, they're going to automate your job so that way they never bring you back ever again. They never have to deal with you lazy assholes ever. Dude, the service at McDonald's used to be better and the place used to be better. And they were making like four dollars an hour. <laughs> now you, now you fucking assholes are starting at seventeen dollars an hour at some of these places. And you're more and you're more than miserable than ever. <laughs> Bigger assholes than before. What's going on here? The worst. You guys have better health care than I do, and you're making shittier burgers. Why did this trade off like this? <laughs> you're flipping a burger, dude. You fucking Starbucks f***ers, we want to unionize. Unionize? Making coffee. Dude, they're all pushing the unionize uh, in, in the barista game. Apparently. <laughs> It'll never work. <laughs> Apparently being a barista is, is a God-given talent that only so few people have in this world, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> unions are for, like, jobs that are, like, 100, I don't know. No, it's... Not for making coffee. It's not for <laughs> making coffee. It's not, it's not a co- hazardous job. It's not even a fucking career. It shouldn't be a career. Just because you gave us some fancy fucking name, barista. Sure. Well, then, are you all for, or at least um, maybe uh, supportive of the idea of uh, warehouse Amazon warehouse crews being unionized? That's somewhat dangerous work and late hours. You're working with machinery, and I feel like maybe that's uh, something that a lot of yeah, that I has been hitting the news. I think warehouse workers should be unionized. Warehouse work kind of fits the bill uh, when we talk unionizing and uh, creating fair wage and fair work environment situations for people. Because those people, I think anything where your care, your uh, labor can just be exploited. Yes, absolutely. And it's dangerous work. I think you know what I mean for sure. Yes. Because you definitely warehouse, you're lifting and shit. Like you're gonna throw your back out, dude. You need healthcare. Not many people have a lot of sympathy for the steam burns when you're making a cappuccino. All right. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> the unionization of the barista, not a lot of support from the communities. Not gonna lie. Amazon warehouse guy, I could see it. This is not a career. <laughs> right, dude. The warehouse job, you could work up your way to warehouse manager, dude. You're managing, dude, some of these big warehouses, you're, you're, that's a great six-figure job. Yes, and there's a huge demand for that kind of work. There's a need huge for that demand. industry. Not only do people working from home need to get stuff delivered to them because they're too lazy to leave, but a lot of businesses rely on Amazon delivering packages in a you know, quick manner. So, I mean... Yeah, do it up. Yeah, but you baristas can go suck a dick. <laughs> That's right. Dude. Go get a real job. And honestly, I'm willing to bet we're about five seconds from a machine computer gizmo whipping up a cappuccino better and faster uh, and getting the name the, correct. The minute you unionize, yeah, it's $35 an hour? Okay. So how fast is somebody going to invent a machine? They already got it. (laughs) You know they've got an espresso out there uh, created by George Clooney that's whipping shit out, and then George Clooney's (laughs) voice comes on and tells you to have a nice day. You know, and then they got every every fucking every uh, hospital has had one since fucking 1970. You put put your quarter in, it drops the cup. Oh, yeah, it's how the security guard dies in Terminator 2, Terminator man. fucking <laughs> psycho, dude. I was thinking the same exact scene. The T-2000 comes out of the floor. What a badass scene, dude. 
like the way that they used technology and CGI at that time to make the guy come out of the floor and he's identical. Tiles. Oh, Oh, dude, what a freaky scene, man! And just to look yourself in the eye and have yourself kill you—that's fucking crazy. Yeah, right. You're right, dude. That technology holds up. That that fucking scene still looks good today. T, yeah, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Uh, what an absolute classic. What was it a T one thousand, two thousand? I don't know. It was one of those thousands, and uh, it was just impressive technology for the time. Considering now, you could put it on and be just as impressed as the first time you watched it. It's just, dude, yeah. the music, the pacing of that movie. What a perfect action film, man. Uh, and who didn't cry when Arnold jumps on the chain? Dude, lowers into the molten lava. I'm getting kind of choked up right now just thinking about it, actually, man. Like, <laughs> you're right on the money. That tugs at the heartstrings. Wow. That's a great movie. God. Great movie. He had to sacrifice himself. Ah, oh, right. To save technology would go with him. <laughs> You know what? Nobody nowadays would have that kind of like uh, testicular fortitude. You know, nowadays our <laughs> heroes are like, nope, let's harness this technology and take over the world. <laughs> Jump into lava, but I'm so special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good call, man. Well, we're headed down the road of Terminator, I feel like. We're essentially going to be fighting wars with AI technology. We're going to be writing movies with AI technology. There, um, I was Did reading you see Israel attacked uh, Iran today. I saw a little bit of of it. There was a little back and forth going on, and I think they yeah. shot a few rockets, if I'm not mistaken. No, or... they fucking they send drones. It's these really? uh, kamikaze drones. Kamikaze! <laughs> yeah, we're back, baby. They come in with these uh, explosives. Wow, man. Uh, so this happened uh, recently this weekend, I'm guessing. Are we looking at war here? What's the deal with this action? Uh, I don't know. All right. It's just a little weird that it happened. I feel like they do this every year or so. The only time we didn't yeah. have this kind of action going on was when Trump was in power, which is weird. It, I don't think Trump is not a part of the system or the machine. You know what I mean? I, I still think... In order to get in the gig, you got to be part of it. The dude was friends with the Clintons. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's a lot of elements yeah. with Trump, but it is kind of strange that we really didn't have any escalation of any major conflicts for four years. No, I think, I think it was because he wasn't really, he knew everybody, but he really wasn't one of them. And he wasn't the guy that played ball. And I think that's why everybody just kind of didn't know yeah what the right. reactions would be so it seems you know? like the world just kind of held off on the action for four years then they got the real players back in office and now it's just business as usual doesn't it feel yeah. like it like oh yeah before trump it was almost every other year or every year uh hamas or something shoots a rocket over the wall and then uh they do the iron dome you know complete annihilation of all civilians in the palestinian region and then yeah. we rinse and repeat I don't know. It's kind of what it feels like. It's weird. So that's what we're doing here now. And then we got Ukraine going on. We're dumping our Abrams tanks over there, getting rid of our trash. And then I was reading up on how uh, potentially China maybe missed the boat a little bit on the Taiwan action and that they were gauging what was going on with Ukraine. And because of what happened with the Russian-Ukraine debacle, maybe Taiwan isn't necessarily actually going to unfold. Hmm. Or, Maybe uh, that's just what the Chinese want you to Ah, uh, they've gotten it. It's that dang TikTok. I gotta get off of that thing, man. It's just uh, uh, tricking me. They control right. the media, dude. <laughs> that's right, dude. You never know. This really isn't in the media. This kind of a uh, conspiracy theory thread world that I'm talking about, where hmm. uh, in reality, uh, China doesn't see a lot of success in the Taiwanese attack game right now. And that maybe it'll be held off till about 2024 when the United States and the UK and various countries will be kind of wrapped up politically um, with their own things and maybe a little bit distracted. And uh, that's when they can kind of uh, jump in on the war games action. Maybe. We should be about halfway through the Ukraine war by then. (laughs) That's right, man. (laughs) 
Ukraine war never ending, right? I got to admit. Yeah. I don't know. Like apparently uh my theory from a week ago that Putin's already dead maybe didn't uh unfold like I thought. Oh yeah, that kind of backfired, huh? Is he alive? Did we get a uh, See, back- I think Putin <laughs> heard you and he came out yeah, he he's a lot of video came out of him. He rode out of the cave on his bear shirtless, yeah, I imagine. Shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> How he always emerges. <laughs> I had yeah, a I had some action about it uh last week. Apparently Russia sent a submarine down towards the Atlantic and it was one of their nuke subs and it got uh, like dangerously close to our um to our coastline. Mm. And they were participating in some war games or something with China and then it diverted and there was a lot of high alert going on. And then uh, it went back down south where it was originally supposed to uh, go, and on they went and did their thing. But it is one of their tactical uh, nuke subs, from what I understand. Mm. So maybe they're gearing up, dude. You know, we we need a big nuke war. It's kind of weird that, like, you guys keep telling me Ukraine is winning, Ukraine is winning, but then it seems like we need to keep upping the... The munitions were sending them. You know, now it's tanks and anti-aircraft and anti-missile and, you know? Oh, yeah. Pa- Patriot missiles. and <sighs> I don't see Putin doing that on his side. <laughs> right? You're in the camp. The rush is winning. And they're I think pretty- he's winning. I think he's really winning this war. Yeah. Dude, we did this uh, conversation probably six months ago where you definitively said, look, what's going to happen is Putin's going to take what he wanted originally and then we're going to let him and then it'll be over. Yeah, I think, but I, and we're just prolonging it. A lot think of- about it. Why would you, I mean, why would you have to now send him tanks? I mean, you keep sending <laughs> more and more and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. You know what I mean? You know what's interesting to me? I was doing a little brushing up on the history of Ukraine, and I didn't realize they had declared independence in 1991. No shit. And so, you know, you want to take a look in a little bit wider view here of what's happening. Ukraine is still fresh for a lot of these people, uh, just in itself being a country, and then all of the turmoil and... Uh, criminality uh, that took place over the last three decades. And then there was a coup d'etat that we pushed through, and then we put into power Zelensky, and then here we are several years later, and we have this crazy war going on. In the meantime, in the last 10 or 15 years, bit by bit, Russia has been trying to take pieces back that it believes belongs to its motherland. So... You know, we look at everything through such a narrow lens, and it's always American-centric. We really, I don't think, have a full idea of what is taking place there, who really belongs to what country-wise or culturally. Uh, Do we really know that certain people want to be Ukrainian versus Russian or vice versa? We don't. And quite frankly, our government lies to us, so we'll never actually know the truth. You'll never know. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the problem. There could be an alternate reality taking place here, unbeknownst to us from um, an American media standpoint, where maybe people that believe they are Russian are being annexed or freed to be a part of their original country. I think that, I mean, I, I, honestly, I think in a lot of these regions, at best, it's a 50-50. Like, Absolutely. I don't think you have this... N- what they're saying, 60, 70, 80% want to be Ukraine. I don't think so. It's very possible from another worldview, from another perspective on the other side, they view Ukraine or the boundaries created by its formation as their Berlin Wall. (laughs) 